Hello, and welcome to Herpaderp, a podcast about breaking the stigma on herpes and empowering the community. I'm your host, Erin DeVos. As always, you can review my episodes on YouTube, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find the link to the channel on the podcast's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter page at Herpaderp Podcast. Thanks! Hey Herpaderpers, I am so excited to continue these series of sharing stories and highlight of Herpes Awareness Month and I really hope you're enjoying yourselves as I am enjoying hearing some of these new uh, stories and new perspectives and one of them I want to introduce to you as uh, Chris Pickering. He is a fitness coach and a herpes advocate and he is just so down to earth and really a genuinely nice guy who really wants to help you break free from the herpes stigma. And I really admire him. I think he's full of inspiration to really uh, help people. So in our episode, we dive into some of his videos, resources, and how he is helping others break free and also live their best life. So yeah, let's dive right in. So uh, my name is Christopher, diagnosed with HSV2 in September 2020. So like less than two years ago, basically. And just like everyone else, after their diagnosis, they felt like their life was over. They were confused and ashamed and stigmatized and all that kind of stuff. And it took me a while to kind of like get back feeling okay, feeling a little bit accepting. Um, and it took like five or six months to get back into dating and like have some success, you know, quote unquote dating. Um, to that point, I realized like, oh, life isn't really that much different is is the whole herpes thing like serious or is it just like extrapolated or exaggerated uh and then i started kind of like questioning like hey why is there a stigma does there have to be a stigma how come there's no stigma around cold sores sort of thing like just really like instead of internalizing all the like media and all the stigma i was like this doesn't make any sense. Let me question everything. And like, because mm-hmm. I, I don't think a lot of people question it unless they have it. Right. And I also think a lot of people who are diagnosed just never get over what they've been told to believe about themselves. So in terms of like transitioning into talking about it online, um, I used to post fitness content on like Instagram, moved over to TikTok, posted some like fitness TikToks. Uh, the gym's closed and I got COVID. So I was kind of like, hey, what can I post on TikTok? Mm-hmm. And I think like early on in TikTok, I was po- I posted like one video, like one of those stitch ones where it was like, what's the one thing your ex gave you you can't quite get rid of? Mm-hmm. And I like jokingly yelled out like genital herpes. Um, and I had like a couple people leave comments saying like, oh, I have some questions for you. And I remember this one girl and I like reached out to her and she had all these questions. And I was like, oh, someone needs help with this. Interesting. Uh, and then posted another one, didn't do very well. And then I posted a third video on herpes. It got like 400k views, and mm-hmm. it was like three things I do to manage my condition. And instead of getting like, ew, you're gross, what are you talking about? Why is this on here? I got a bunch of like, thank you for speaking out. This is amazing. We're so happy like that someone's talking about this. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like shifted completely into herpes content and just like did that. 
So it was almost like a joke, but I, I am diagnosed and it just turned out to be going forward all I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It's interesting how, you know, it all plays out. Like even for Herpaderp, it actually started off as a um, college capstone project for me. And then it elevated into, um, you know, seeing like a greater need um, within like the herpes community. And then for it to be, you know, almost five years later, how this podcast is still running. So <laughs> I feel you how it just kind of like how things kind of fall into place and being able to just, you know, really, you know, virally speaking, like speaking about it, um, not just about this virus, but also like how um, me talk about it too. And I find it um, so interesting how you said that not many people like question like where the stigma and such comes from. Um, I think that's so important to not only see like there wasn't really like you know, like, well, there's an origin story to like herpes type of thing, but it kind of makes us wonder, like, why did herpes become more of the stigmatized uh, type of thing? So yeah, it just made me really think about like how we can, you know, move in that space and like knowing that like you're into fitness and such. And I hadn't seen like many, you know, like influencers or um, fitness instructors and trainers really uh, talking about it. And so how I, has it been, um, you know, perceived like in your space, like, as you mentioned, like it seems like very positive overall. So um, I love seeing like the cross um, connect between that. Um, so knowing that others like are speaking on it. So just wanted to see like, um, you know, has that really like opened up to you in terms of just kind of like mixing like up your content or just kind of like, you know, keeping things kind of streamlined, if that makes sense. So in terms of like, in terms of what how so like if you want to like you know set like a for example like for herpaderp like it's its own like podcast and entity like doing something that how you do it so with your fitness like if you wanted to like expand on like you know being like a source for like folk or not focus groups uh um oh my gosh why am i blanking on the name of it right now i'm gonna do some editing <laughs> for sure but it's the um not focus group what am i trying to say support group <laughs> um so like kind of having that within the fitness community i think would be um interesting but i did, wasn't sure if that was something that you had thought about um bringing more to light oh no no it's like at this point it's mostly like the tiktok stuff is just herpes i rarely touch on fitness stuff Mm -hmm. um obviously like i can provide fitness support for people with it but most mm -hmm. of my like audience is just like strictly herpes only mm -hmm. as opposed to like carrying over with the fitness um, okay cool yeah so you shifted but, yeah, but in terms of mm -hmm. in terms of the whole like what you mentioned about how like how people have perceived it that was more so from the perspective of like i'm a you know white male as opposed to like a female who sometimes gets a lot of flack or like judgment mm -hmm. so i do understand that like like you know who sue's bub is uh yes i've heard the name before so she's like the blonde advocate from toronto as well mm -hmm. um like she gets a lot of like hate from guys like oh why is this on here so i do understand that like initially my positivity from in the comments was probably just because like they don't see guys talking about it and like guys are usually hiding it or whatever so mm -hmm. that was why it was like i have to understand that it's a little bit biased and that's why I'm able to like get more positivity. Definitely. Yeah. That's so interesting how you um, point that out. Cause I feel there mm -hmm. is that, you know, it kind of ties into this, the stigma of it is like the gender 
um, roles of it too. Like not saying like there's a specific role within it per se, but more so like how it affects others and like how um, people are perceiving, you know, wanting like to learn more information and then it goes back into, um, you know, the negative comments. So it's like having that balance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of going into that, like knowing, you know, some things had like things have been like, you know, overall positive since you've um, been sharing the uh, com- herpes type of content. Um, what are, or how do you, or how are you redefining like the narrative, um, of herpes and STIs in general? So when it comes to like addressing the stigma, I basically come to my own conclusion that basically the the stigma around herpes is more so around the fact that you had sex and you got herpes and less so around the fact that you have it. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at like some people don't even think that cold sores are herpes, um, whether they don't believe it or whether they can't associate the word herpes with anything other than genital herpes. Right. Um, but like, that's my issue is like cold sores are not stigmatized, but people can also transfer their cold sores to someone genitally. Mm-hmm. And then we look at that person the same way that you would look at me with HSV2, which is typically just sexually transmitted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it comes down to like, like, like isolating what the stigma is about and then wondering, like, can we get rid of the stigma or is it something that's always going to be there? And in my opinion, I think that there's always going to be a stigma around sex because mm-hmm. look at the world, like religion or like culture or different people are going to view sex differently. Yeah. So if you have herpes through sex, you'll be judged. But if you just get it from your parent or someone, you'll be less judged than like, mm-hmm. If you can't get rid of the stigma for sex, you can realize that that's what it's about and then kind of like go about your dating life with that new I found like philosophy. Mm-hmm. You're like, if this person is pursuing you for sex, aren't they a hypocrite if they think sex is gross? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's such a good point because, you know, you know, the origin, like in terms of like where, you know, we contract herpes and such, like, that's such a good point how, you know, sex is always like taboo. So it's just like a matter of like, you know, why to talk about it, but then like, you know, with herpes on top of that, it's just like, oh no, like, that's just like, <laughs> it's something that you really want to completely avoid. Like, whereas like, um, as you mentioned, like if you've, you know, like had herpes or you're unsure of like the origin in terms of where it's coming from or where it came from like it just seems more like at ease so I kind of wonder to like expand on that like how would you I mean through like your content like you're definitely you know outspoken in the sense of like you know advocating like ways to like take care of yourself and like how to navigate this I wonder um just kind of like based on some comments that I received through herpa derpers they're always wondering like how to navigate and have those types of conversations, um, especially around um, the stigma focus. Like I've been receiving that like more so lately because I think there's just been um, not only like the mental health aspect of it, um, but also the fact that folks in a way are just kind of 
not that they're tired of seeing it, but they're just like, they love the self-care aspect, but they want to dig deeper as to like what else they can do to like educate their partner or potential partner. Is there any, um, whether like sources of information or like resources that have kind of like helped you navigate or to help you um, further your research and understand uh, the stigma and how to um, deminimize it? Yes. Yes. I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of sources. Um, so do you, you know who Carrie Morgan is at all? Uh, I think, or sorry, Carrie who? Carrie Warren. Carrie Warren. I believe I'm not familiar with her. Okay. You should have her on the podcast for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay. So Terry Warren is basically like the, she's been studying herpes for like 40 years, probably. She's like a nurse. Um, she had like a telehealth clinic and basically she like wrote a book on herpes. It's called the good news about the bad news. Uh, and it basically goes through like every single thing you could possibly want to know about herpes in like a very um, digestible way. Like it's very information packed, but it's not that scientific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just a book everyone should read. If you don't have time for the book, she has like an updated uh, PDF. It's like 42 pages with like everything from transmission, from testing, from like all of that sort of thing. It's called the Updated Herpes Handbook by Terry Warren. And then another another good one on like STIs and like stigma and everything in general is uh, Strange Bedfellows. It's a book by Ina Park. And I interviewed both of those people and I just, I have the interview somewhere, but those are like two amazing individuals who I would definitely consider like reaching out to or consulting for support. Um, And it's interesting to have like their differing opinions too, because when it comes to herpes, like not everyone even knows everything. Some doctors will say this, some doctors will say that. It's actually a giant mess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, doing that. And then if anyone wants to like, do their own research, maybe Google, like, where did the stigma come from? And like, read some articles. There's great articles from like Slate. I think Slate did one about like the herpes as the sexual boogeyman or like how it became this. And mm-hmm. uh, even just like looking into herpes and like doing as much research as you can because I think that's going to benefit everyone in terms of not only like having confidence with information but realizing like that some of your false beliefs are they're not your fault but they're nonsense basically yeah Mm -hmm. and just like having a bunch of tools to break free from herpes basically definitely and that's such a good point like it's to always like you know diversify like your resources and information but also having like this understanding of how it can help you and the benefits of it. So I'll definitely look, look into those um, books that you had mentioned. I appreciate that. Um, and then I think I had noticed that you're also did, had Femiclear reach out to you recently. Are you part of their campaign that they're doing? No, I've done like a couple things with Femiclear. Um, I did a, I did a, like a, I talked about their new product, Age Clear, which is like, uh, like a male version of like the Femiclear topical ointment. Mm-hmm. Um, that was last year, and then I did a, I did like a live panel with. Remember that MMA fighter? Did you hear about that? The MMA guy. Yes, I actually yeah. reached out to him for an interview too, but he hadn't yeah. <laughs> gotten back to me. Yeah, so I did like a live panel with him and Sue's Bub and. Uh, the girl from Herpes Could Never, Amber, mm-hmm. and then the like CEO of Femiclear, and we basically talked about like the stigma and stuff, and 
they kind of like touched on that whole MMA fighter situation. Mm-hmm. Did some stuff for them, but I'm in contact with them just because they're like very supportive of my content as well. Yeah, absolutely. I've been working with them on a few campaigns that are rolling out um, this year as well. I won't announce it on the podcast, but <laughs> that will be coming like for, um, yeah, October is Herpes Awareness Month. So um, are you planning on anything for that? Or, I mean, I won't give too much away to <laughs> the listeners. But. I, forget, I forget what it did last year. I think I, I think I made like a video for National Herpes Awareness Day, which is like a fun video. Mm-hmm. What I do actually is like, I'm going to like bake a cake every September to celebrate my anniversary. So the day I got diagnosed, oh. <laughs> I did it last year as a joke. I just like had a cake and I was like, it's my one year herpes anniversary. And like, people are like, what are you doing? What is this for? <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> so I do that like every, you know, I'm going to keep doing it just for fun. And like as a video to be like, Hey guys, whatever day you were diagnosed, like celebrate it so that you at least have like positive emotions and not, Oh my God, this was the day my life was over. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no. And I love being able to, you know, play with that because I think, yeah, just having like some ease instead of like kind of mourning because I feel like there's one episode that I recorded and it was called Thank You Herpes. And essentially it was a, you know, tribute to herpes as to why like I'm thankful that I got it because I feel um, much more confident in myself. And also um, it's had me, you know, in terms of dating, like just approach it differently, like having like these important conversations like around sexual health and, you know, just the long haul of like what it could be, um, you know, while having herpes, but also knowing that it's not affecting you, Um, which also brings me to ask like how, um, you know, what's advice that you would um, love to give to those who are um, have herpes and how can they, um, you know, keep living their best life? Okay, so uh, so first things first, I think it's important to like figure out how you feel about yourself, um, mm-hmm. because like personally for me, I don't feel like it's a bad thing to have now. Like I don't feel ashamed. I don't feel uh, dirty. I don't feel like I made a mistake or whatever. So with that like internal self worth, no one's opinion can then change how I feel. Yeah, because uh, I think a lot of people. They don't have that like solid, this is how I feel. So everyone who is going to judge them or reject them, they're going to take it personally. And like, you can't necessarily move forward or be as broken free per se, uh, unless you have like a solid foundation of like, I'm going to be okay, regardless what people say. Mm -hmm. So whether that comes down to like education or practicing disclosure or like meeting someone and at least like getting that confidence from having sex and everything being fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that first and then everything that happens after that doesn't matter uh, because when it comes to dating, I'll say this, like dating is hard regardless of herpes. Mm-hmm. Um, most people that I had met up with after herpes uh, didn't get to the point of disclosing. So like it's hard to find someone you would want to disclose to. Right. And then if you have a connection with someone, more than likely they're going to be accepting or at least want to learn more. And then if someone is judgmental or rude, is that the kind of person you want to be with? Right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So just like, you know, figuring out how you feel about yourself, um, like learning to disclose with, I guess, confidence. Like I always say that like the energy you go give off is the energy that they're going to like receive from you. Mm-hmm. So if you come in kind of like insecure and unsure and not, 
totally accepting, they're going to be kind of like, oh, like, is this a big deal? Like, I don't know what to think. Versus if you come in and say like, hey, like, I take my sexual health seriously. I have this. Like, did you know that it's not tested on STI panels? Never had a cold sore. Like, bringing it up from that perspective mm-hmm. can not only like make you seem like you are confident in knowledge, but also confident in not letting this be a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, well said. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Is there anything that I um, didn't ask that you would love to share with listeners? Um, not really sure. I've typically the most common questions I get is like, how do I disclose? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're more welcome to share advice if you would like on how you disclose. Um, I feel, yeah, especially from a guy's perspective, I think it's important to hear. But the funny thing about the whole, like, how do I disclose thing is if you look at herpes, it's not about, Hey, how do I deal with like physically having it and the pain? It's more so like, how do I disclose? So, but with that in mind, it's like the big deal isn't physically having it. It's how are people are going to perceive me and like mm-hmm. that's like a big thing for. But in terms of disclosure, like mine is going to be different than most people's because a lot of people already know that I have it, kind of thing. Right, <laughs> so, <laughs> I get that. They see on social media or whether that. Mm-hmm. But um, like some good ways is like you know bring it up. Like, hey, have you ever had a cold sore? Um. Like, I did some role plays. I have them recorded, but I kind of, like, brought it up from the topic of, like, oh, my friend and I were having this debate. They don't think the cold sores are herbies, but I know they are. What do you think? Like, that was a one that you could use. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, just, like, I think the best thing, it doesn't, it doesn't really come down to, like, wording it. It comes down to the way you say it and your demeanor and like, approaching it from that confident perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh in terms of like when don't disclose on the first date unless you're getting physical because you may not like the person after the first date and there's no reason like stressing over that and if your partner or if your date says you wasted my time didn't they waste your time if you're not interested in them (laughs) right (laughs) that's such a good point yeah yeah just saying it at some point before it's too late and having confidence and try to make yourself like the best version of yourself regardless of that. So that herpes isn't necessarily like the deal breaker per se. Yeah, no, completely agree. It's a matter of like how you say it and also like the timing of it too. Like, can you trust also this person with this information, like knowing that they can handle it also maturely? Cause I know for some of my disclosures, like some guys did not handle it very maturely. So being mm-hmm. able to really like, you know, speak on it, practice it. Um, you know, even if you wanted, as you mentioned, like have like the role play, like speaking with a friend about it, like before, um, disclosing. So yeah, as you said, um, I really echo like having that confidence, uh, really speaks volume and also knowing, uh, yeah, what you're talking about. <laughs> so mm-hmm. And then going back and like getting as much education as you can, like use mm-hmm. the, use that PDF. I talked about the updated herpes handbook, mm-hmm. um, just because like maybe your partner is like, okay, I'd like to learn more. Like having some information, like, Hey, you don't automatically get herpes if you're with me. Right. Stuff <laughs> like that. <It> just, <laughs> you know, as opposed to just being like, I don't really know about it, but I have it. That's not really going to make your partner feel confident. Right. And accepting 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can't be too blunt <laughs> about it, but it's a matter of how you say it. <laughs> um, and then how can uh, everyone find you or to find out more information? I'll definitely include links to uh, the books that you had mentioned uh, by Terry in uh, the show notes as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And what was this uh, podcast going to be named? Uh, the name of it, I have... Breaking Free from Northeast? Yep, and I could rename it too, so... And when did you come up with this name? I'm just curious. I think it was off of, like, one of your videos that I had used, like, the Breaking Free aspect, so... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was just curious, because I, like, made a course. I made a video course. It's specifically called, like, Breaking Free from Herpes. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so I can certainly change the name my, if you like. Oh, what was that? It was in my bio, like on my TikTok. That's why maybe you saw that. Maybe like it went in your brain subconsciously. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's basically like you can break free from like the stigma overpowering you, but you can't necessarily like cure yourself. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, if you do want to find me, it's like Pickering Fitness on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram. Same name, basically, for each of them. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, definitely. Uh link those i really appreciate uh your time and conversation today um and mm -hmm. being able to speak about this i think it's just yeah so important and being able to get others perspectives and you know those who are going viral about it are having like that extra well not only voice but you also have the community behind you to help um build onto that so just want to mm -hmm. thank you for um speaking up and also um you know sharing about it I'm happy to help. Hopefully we can people are getting herpes every day and they don't know where to turn to. So that's how I looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Two out of three people. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. as always feel free to share or comment on this podcast episode through YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email at herpiderpodcast at gmail.com. Anchor listeners can now leave voicemail messages after listening to the podcast episode.